The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fine shows such as The Guy Huddle, Language of Bromance, and Dave's Nerd Compendium at podbros.com and on Twitter at, at podbrosnetwork. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 49 of the Bloatbusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we're going to be talking about Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, a couple of things just to get out of the way, first of all. Uh, do check us out on Twitter, at Bloatbusters, Facebook, just search Bloatbusters. You can email us any thoughts, comments, criticisms, or praise, uh, I know, we're probably not going to get much of that, but whatever. Hey, we'll take it off. Yeah, we'll take anything. And that's blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a website, which I try and keep updated as much as I can. I'm not very good at it, but hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. What do you want from us? We're busy people. And that is blokebusters.webs.com. All right, so with that all out of the way, how about we jump straight into... The little details, this is Mad Max Fury Road, directed by Mr. George Miller, who I believe I believe has directed just a few Mad Maxes before just, this one. Yes, his uh, first time out. Uh, although it has been, what, 30 years since the last one? At least, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, was it 87, I think? Some long, so yeah, almost, almost 30, 30 years. years yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. been a while. Uh, the budget for this was $150 million, and the box office as of, I believe, yesterday, being the 22nd mm-hmm. of May, was $135,185,000, and that is worldwide. The strangest part about this, I found, is that 41% of that is American box office, really? and 49% of it <laughs> being the rest of the world. And... You don't normally see that. I no, think. no, but I think that's also a wonderful commentary on the film itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. All right. Yes. So Quite how- excited. Let's get <laughs> yes, yes. Bri- I've been waiting on this all week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, we, I've only written down four main cast members because, to be honest, those are the only four you really need to know. Yeah. Uh, you have Tom Hardy as Mad Max. Rokotansky, am I saying that correctly? Sure. All right. I, I would just like to say, first and foremost, I have not seen any of the original Mad Maxes, whereas Brian, I believe, has I seen I have, yes. Has I revisited them. them a few weeks ago, and prior to that, it bends probably 20 years or so since I'd seen them. Right. So, <laughs> so that, fair yeah, enough. Just then. a quick refresher for me. All right. And second, I have... And I have no idea how you're supposed to pronounce his name. Charlize Theron? You got it, yeah, Theron. Charlize. As Imperator Furiosa. Furiosa, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just Furiosa from now on. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mr. Nicholas Holt as Nux, which I don't... Do they just say his name once at the beginning of the film and that's it? It's somewhere <laughs> in there, yeah. I think only one time. Yeah. 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 And so, then... Uh, yeah, blink and you miss it, that mm-hmm. one. And then Hugh Keys Byrne? Or Byrne? It... K-E-A-S-B-Y-R-N-E. Kaysburn? Sure. I think. As Immortan Joe, and I wanted to ask you this, actually, first off. I know that he played... The same guy played a bad guy in the original Mad Max. I don't know if he played the main villain, but he yeah, played a bad guy. Did, yeah. <laughs> did his character die in the original Mad Max? Oh, don't ask me to Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if maybe since this guy is in this film quite old, mm-hmm. maybe it was that guy and he's I, now built this thing. I, mean, yeah, I, I really don't care to even <laughs> talk about the originals because they are mostly dead to me now. So. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that could either be very good for this film, which is very bad for your nostalgia, then, I think. So, yeah, so how about we jump right into it, then? 
So, would you like to go first, then, Brad? Uh, sure. Well, do we even need to talk about what the movie is supposedly about, or well, do we need a plot? Because I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Let let me see if I can sum it up in a sentence or two. Uh Guy in the desert, mass destruction. um, (laughs) Escape oppression, get back home while crazy people chase you. <laughs> That's what I said, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. That... And, yes, uh, that is starting off like, um, well, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I just want to start off by saying, obviously, you know, spoilers yeah. ensue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we feel like a week is long enough to have seen this film. If you haven't, what the hell are you waiting on? <laughs> Pause, go see it. And resume play when you get back home. Unless you uh, don't mind spoilers, I do know some people don't mind having the spoilers for film. I don't. Yes, I don't know those people. <laughs> well, I will say I think that you could have this film spoiled for you and still enjoy it. I don't think yeah, that someone I, I don't telling think, you. I don't think I would enjoy it as much though. But that's just me. I'm just crazy. Oh no, yeah. strict on my spoilers. Oh no, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm fully in your camp. It's just that I do think that someone yeah. describing what happens in this mm-hmm. film. Versus sitting down and watching this film are two very different things. <laughs> See, I, I regret even having seen the trailer. Yes, that's what got me excited. But okay. <laughs> I was prepared for a few trailer moments. But um, so where I was going with that, obviously spoilers <laughs> ensue. Yep. But if you want to enjoy this film, if you think you may not, just I would say go into this be willing to completely suspend your disbelief. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't an- overanalyze because then you're not going to enjoy. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, because. Just enjoy the ride. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there are some... They have to fudge some things like, yo, that would never happen. And so just get over it and enjoy the damn <laughs> pictures and sound that are hitting your face. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all. I just wanted to get that disclaimer out there. But uh, I loved the opening scene. Um, I think it was set up beautifully. You, you have like 40 seconds of like exposition, which was like all you need. Yeah. Uh, I used to be a cop. My family's dead. I screwed up not saving a couple people and let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. It was awesome. I found it interesting as well because obviously he's talking and then I think you see it in the trailer mm-hmm. as well. The second he stamps that lizard, the talking stops from him. Like, he, he doesn't talk anymore until later in the film. So, it, yeah. I, I found it kind of interesting. It was like, huh, so almost as if it was the lizard that was talking. And he's like, just shut up. <laughs> Ooh, yes, yes, that's wonderful. Some sort of mutated lizard that were trying to give a life well, story. Well, it wasn't two-headed, was it? Huh? Yes, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. But, yes, uh, that opening scene, I thought, set up the action so amazingly. And, and it was shot in such a way, it was like, Beautiful and like clunky yet at the same time. Yeah. They were like, they were both screwing up, Max and his pursuers, you know, or running into things. Like, it wasn't just completely like you've seen in any other action movies, chase sequences like that, where you could feel like there was improvisation. And, yeah. Yeah. Although it was obviously very well scripted. It yeah. felt it's... like, you know, you felt his immediacy to escape. Yeah. And, well... and like, my heart was in my chest, like, from. <laughs> The beginning of this film. I don't know how you felt with that scene. Uh, well, I I did enjoy seeing, like, obviously I knew nothing about Mad Max as a character. And I do need to ask you this as, as well, because I was, I was wondering. Do you get the backstory that he kind of gave and you see glimpses of in this film? Is that explored at all in the previous? That's pretty much the first film. That is the first film. <laughs> pretty much. What, what okay. he says in the first like 40 seconds is the first film. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, I was wondering if they were just kind of like, let's just quickly get through well, this. And yeah, the, the original Mad Max, I mean, is a very subdued story, and it doesn't really pick up until the third act right. of that film. Okay. Um, so so it, it does a lot of storytelling. And, and, and then... Until his wife and child are run down by this gang. Okay. Yeah, and then he really turns into Mad Max. Then, he, before that, he's just Max. Okay. <laughs> he, he's not that mad. Yeah. He, he's a sunny disposition Max. <laughs> uh, maybe not quite so much, but you right. get the idea. Yeah, so that was essentially just the first film. was like right. voiceover. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad I know that now, because... <laughs> I do feel Road that... Warriors where 
we really run into some parallels. The okay. Second one, so yeah, I well that that's good then because I felt that you didn't need to know all of that. You didn't need to have been told everything, mm-hmm. and just getting all these glimpses, like the very brief description at the beginning of these giving his basic backstory and then the flashback. And you saw that there were going to be flashbacks because obviously when he's escaping and he's trying to get out of the grate and then he just sees mm-hmm. sees the girl. Right yeah, I, just, I thought that was wonderful. Yeah, it, that. yeah really, really well done. And I think my favourite opening to an action film I've ever seen. Just, wow. Yeah, just, just because, <laughs> it, mm-hmm. as you say, it was like 40 seconds of backstory mm-hmm. and then... Action! Isn't that what you want in an action film? <laughs> yes, yes. I don't need, yeah, I don't need 40 minutes of <clears throat> Avengers getting together. <laughs> but, well, yeah. What was that? I didn't quite hear that. <laughs> uh, something about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, get right into it. I, I, you know, I haven't thought of it, but you might be right. Um, it's either that or Pacific Rim has that, like, 16-minute opener. Before you see that those was opening though, credits, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before you see the title, yeah, yeah. And, and that, I mean, that's the thing. I I think that Pacific Rim opened brilliantly for Pacific Rim because that world didn't exist before then. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mad Max, it took a house. lot of setup. Yeah, uh-huh. so I think it took for granted that half the people going to see this film would have seen the original Mad Max, and half the people going to see this film want to see an action film. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, just get right into it, and I, yeah, I, I was almost happy. Uh, we'll get to the. I want to talk about this scene in a moment, but I was almost happy when the action died down a little bit because I was worried about my health. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I was thought I was going to have a heart attack in my fucking seat. <laughs> I'm like, they cannot keep this up for two and a half hours. I will die. Uh, so I was a little happy when it kind of. Quiet it down for a moment or two. Yeah. But uh, my question to you is: uh, Tom Hardy the best actor in a mask? <laughs> my answer is yes. <laughs> well, I can't think of too many others that are always wearing masks. In <laughs> well, I mean, you really—I mean—to uh, say he uses in an economy of words in this film is putting it lightly. Uh, yeah, he's probably, but, I think he's only got about twenty lines in the film. Maybe, but. I mean, it's a testament to how great of an actor I think he is because he's able to emote so much by saying so little. It it really shows you that good acting is in your face. It's in your body language. Yeah, and, his uh, presence on the screen is... Mm-hmm. Uh, he, mm-hmm. He's always seemed to be the one in charge, even when he isn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I mean going back to... Um, uh, Dark Knight Rises, or when uh, Frenchie, whatever, mature, you know, what's what's her name, you know, and uh, you know he that moment where you realize, you know, he's doing this for her, and he's wearing that damn Bane mask, and you you see the emotion in his eyes. Yeah, like I I don't know who else can do that, Uh, and I felt that way in this film. Like he wears that mask for like forty forty five percent of the movie. Yeah, (laughs) and. Gets it off with like a nail file or screwdriver. So I don't know how magic movie magic, but yeah, that I wasn't a hundred percent sure what it was they gave him for that. I imagine it was, I a, it file was a file, of and then I heard other people say they thought it was like a screwdriver, but I don't know. You don't really. No, it, it sounded like he was filing. Filing, yeah, but and I'm not a hundred percent sure what he was filing up. Like he'd had to somehow get it into the lock, but not against his head, like. Well, I, I'm kind of glad they didn't share it to us. Like I said, suspend your disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> Just enjoy. Uh, yeah, what, where did you want to go? All right, well... Because I can go anywhere with this. <laughs> All right, well, how, how about there was one thing about this film that I thought was kind of odd. I don't know if you'll have picked up on it. Boo. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, and Sid, this was uh, like my one real kind of kind of took me out when I noticed it I think the third time it happened there are multiple slow fade to black and then fade back in mm-hmm. during the film and they're fairly evenly spaced out and as I was watching as the third time it happened I was like are they do they put this in so they can show it on television 
It almost seemed like they were just inserting a break. Maybe different. I know what you mean, and that yeah, that didn't bother me in the slightest. But, well, I, I, yeah. I didn't know if it bothered. I just wondered if you noticed it because uh, as yeah. I was watching it, I was like, oh, that, that's an odd choice in an mm. action film. You don't yeah. see that very often, mm. but. Like you were saying, you enjoyed it when the action died down because it gave your heart a bit of a rest. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of what, what they were doing. They were kind of giving the audience a chance to breathe there. I, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, th- thankfully, yes. <laughs> I think it's medically irresponsible if you didn't slow this film down. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of house tax and seats. Uh, <laughs> Dear Lord, yes. Uh, can we talk about uh, that opening chase scene? Yeah. Uh, when they go through, I don't know what you want to call it, the dust wall or storm wall. Yeah, I, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, basically dust tornado valley. Sort that, of thing. Yeah. yeah. And, oh my God. That is some of the most beautiful <laughs> moments of film I've ever seen. Uh, it oh, yeah. looked incredible. Like, who cares, by the way? I mean,. Obviously, okay, we screwed up the planet somehow. Yeah, it uh, appears nukes somehow. It that appears old story, to have been some sort atomic, of post-apocalyptic yeah. wasteland. But I, the impression I got from it, like that's what I loved, is like they didn't have to explain everything. You know, no. the world is what it is. Um, oh, things are this way because of this, and they're this way because of this. They just present the world, and you have to figure it out. I, I actually, I love that. I had something uh, that I wrote down when I was thinking about that. Max is the audience in this film. You only know what he learns in this mm-hmm. film. So, I mean, obviously, he he gives you that 40-second backstory and yeah. flashbacks, and that's it. Everything else you learn about the world, you learn about because Max is learning about it. See, yeah, I was going to get to that later, too. Uh, it, this is Charlize's movie, and Max is <laughs> the audience. And uh, But, yeah, what I was going to say is, like, so that weather in there, I just kind of assume, okay, that's... Because we screwed up the planet, the weather's just insane, and yeah. pockets on the earth, <laughs> and you have tornadoes that pick up cars and throw them, <laughs> and lightning, but oh my god, that sequence was incredible. Yeah. Uh, that was, really yeah, what I was talking about when I thought, oh my god, this is not going to end for two hours, and I'm going <laughs> to need some sort of medical attention, but yeah, <laughs> Luckily and sadly, that scene came to an end. I was a little sad, yeah. but I'm like, okay, good, I can breathe. But oh my god, what a way to set up what this movie is going to be. Yeah, it, and obviously you have the the standard formula of peaks and valleys with the action mm-hmm. film, as in like matter. But this is one of the highest peaks <laughs> that you can get. It's like just a mass amount of action and grittiness and like there's loads of stuff happening and you might not even see all of it mm. the first time and then when it comes to I guess the valley the slow point you're actually enjoying the characters so there's no actual slow moments in no. this film and I mean a, a disservice would be to call this movie just one big long car chase which is I feel like how the people that won't like it will view it I suppose and, but the action to me is always interesting, and yeah. that's not easy to do. That I mean, I've seen plenty of films where this is supposed to be an action sequence, and I'm bored out of my mind. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would. It's a bit weird. I would classify this film as half road trip mm-hmm. and <laughs> half action well, because you, I mean, most of granted most of the action occurs when driving or fast mm-hmm. moving and stuff like that, and that. Fair enough. That is how in this world that clearly would work. But then the rest of it is them having to deal with the pitfalls of this road trip. And to me, it always seemed like the action was always serving the plot. Yeah. Like, there was never just any gratuitous action for no reason. It always had a bearing on the story. Yeah. Well, at any time that the action happened, it was generally because a faction has caught up with them and they're now having to deal mm-hmm. with this new set of circumstances or the point where they're stuck in the bog and there's only one guy that can go after them and he had a different set of skills and stuff that they've now got to deal with so yeah. it was very well done and I, I never felt that they just threw action in just for the hell of it because <laughs> no <laughs> and, yeah uh, and to realise this came, came from somebody in 
what did that like in his seventies? <laughs> yeah, and that he had, it's a little concerning that he has these work things going on with his head. But <laughs> well, we're entertained. We can give that a pass. Yeah, I, I mean, every bit of this world was just so enriching, and yeah, um, like it all felt like it had a basis in reality, as crazy as it was. Not yeah, like. The end of the movie, I was slightly concerned because I'm like, this is probably where we're headed as a society. <laughs> this felt a little too close to home. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be about bullets and women and gas <laughs> and water. <laughs> Those are going to be the commodities and yeah, yeah, we're and all going to kill each other over them. Yeah, I guess the only the only gripe you could possibly have is that, let's say this is far enough in the future that we've done this as a planet. We'll have run out of petrol ages ago. <laughs> there won't be any gas. Well, assuming that the population has been significantly reduced, there might be a large amount of petrol. Okay, true. If something happens in the next five years, then... Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. I'll I mean, give you that If you reduce the population by 90%, there's no more gas shortage. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Then, there's, then you have Gas Town. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that would be what, Texas? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know where this is supposed. To be. <laughs> it's a good question. Where is this supposed? And to be I'm. Supposed? I'm sure that it's set in Australia because mm-hmm. there's not that many other places with vast expanses of mm-hmm. desert. I mean, granted, it's a nuclear apocalypse. Anything could have been turned into desert. At yeah, that point. we don't know much, and I, I, I'm fine not knowing. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I just took as read it was Australia, just because I know that the original Mad Maxes were. Set in Australia because it was yeah. in Australia. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> begs the very... question: Is it a continental disaster or a worldwide disaster? Indeed. <laughs> and again, I'm actually fine on that. Because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they're a little isolated there, being a, an island. But yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Now maybe we'll find out in the second. One. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Fingers crossed. I'm fairly certain they've said they're making another oh, one. Yeah, they have to. <laughs> <laughs> now. All of these characters in the film, and you, you keep running into this person followed by this person, followed, and then introduced to this person. Did you feel that, I'm going to say, with the ex- possible exception of some of the wives, that the characters were like just, oh, this person's kind of like this, but this. I think every single character you were introduced to was really well fleshed out as their own personality. I, I would agree, and I would even think I would even say that I'm calling them supermodels because they like they're all supermodels, <laughs> uh, pretty much. I would even say those are fleshed out more, tip more than what we're used to seeing those roles be. True, um, I, those roles are typically oh, I'm a damsel in distress. My dialogue has helped me or saved me <laughs> or get me out of here. Yeah, where they actually had motivations. Um, the one just wanted to go back to how life was, you know, yeah. on, in the Citadel. Um, so I, I thought they were interesting characters. Oh, no, um, I, I'm not saying that they were, by any mean, 2D mm-hmm. cut-and-paste people. I just felt that there were five of them. One of them was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then, spoiler, about what, a third of the way through the <laughs> film, that person dies. Mm-hmm. And then the other four were kind of interchangeable to me uh, I mean obviously one of them was kind of almost prosthetic <laughs> and like just having saying these weird things mm-hmm. and that was kind of her character trait and then there was the one that was like oh I want to go back and that was her yeah. real character trait and then the other two were just kind of, I think one of, they got one of the other two to be friends with the old woman so that you mm-hmm. could distinguish her from the other one like that that yeah. was my only point where I, I didn't I didn't fully see a character on screen, but the story of the film and their backstory and the amount that they're actually involved in everything made me push past that because like, they aren't, as you say, people just sitting back like, oh, save me, someone else go do all this stuff for no, me. No, they like all that. have active roles. Like when they, you know, much like uh, Max and Furiosa's kind of relationship. They all have just kind of this unspoken roles to play. Like, there's never a discussion of, okay, we're all on the same team. It's just, okay, at this moment, we have to escape this. And so you, okay, you do that, or I'm going to do this. Um, yeah. So just people take it upon themselves to do what needs to be done. And even those girls, you know, were helping out and just 
Yeah, they, no, they, they were all active in their own escape. Yeah, and they had, towards the end, what, uh, two of them were up on top of the tanker uh, mm-hmm. doing stuff. One of them was uh, in charge of the guns and stuff. So, so, yeah, they all had their various roles and actually did stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I was fine with that. It was great I, I, to see... I, I feel like a, a lesser director would have just outsourced that to the main characters. Yeah. Max or Furiosa do this. And like I said, everyone was involved. Yeah, the old women, you know, the the biker women, uh, everybody. Yeah, and it, which is great because you know, as you do stop and think about it, that is what would have to happen in that world mm-hmm. in that situation. Is that you couldn't have someone just sitting back like, oh, save me, save me, oh no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was kind of the point. Like those older women, you know, I, I can totally believe them being crack shots because you don't get to, to survive to that age in this world without being that. Yeah. <laughs> without <laughs> knowing how to use a gun yeah. and survive because that is your main objective in this world. Survive as long as you can. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I just wanted to talk like how awesome this movie is for women. Um, yeah. I think it's extremely <laughs> empowering, and I know I've gone off about it in other podcasts, how there are like, no really good roles for women. Uh, Charlize, uh, I think we might have an audio clip you'll, you could hear in this at some point. That <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is an amazing action star now. <laughs> like, like, she, like I said, I think this is her story. Um, this chapter in Mad Max is... You know, this is Mad Max Fury Road. This is Furiosa's journey. Yeah. And, uh, and Max is there I think kind of like to help us see that journey and <laughs> even kind of more as a supporting character yeah I think uh, yeah, well, that, <laughs> as amazing as Tom Hardy is yeah well yeah I'm thinking about it did they explain what Fury Road technically was do they say know. it in the film at all <laughs> is I don't that, think they the, do <laughs> I don't know I just kind of assumed it was the name of that main road or maybe yeah, yeah. I don't know it just yeah Maybe it's just an idea. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I mean, going to keep me up at night. Because obviously you could shorten Furiosa to Fury if you were really mm-hmm. going for yeah. it. And then you could say, oh, so it's her road. Which, mm-hmm. that is this film, basically. So, yeah, I, I fully agree that this film is Furiosa. And then Max is along for the ride. And mm-hmm. helping out, obviously. And uh, here and there being... I, and I had to say that I love that he went off like what was it halfway through the film a little after halfway through the film they're stuck up up on that dune and he's like okay I'm going to go back down here I'm going to deal with these guys mm-hmm. and if I'm not back in blah 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 go like mm-hmm. the standard trope if I'm not back in an hour then mm-hmm. don't leave without me and you see him go off and the camera doesn't follow him and the camera mm-hmm. stays with these people so you I mean, I was fairly certain he wasn't going to die. But, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, know, you have no idea in what condition he's going to come back in, and you have no idea what happened. I like that. I really like that. <laughs> they they had these moments where it's like, I have no idea what just happened, and I'm well, never going to find out. Well, that was kind of his uh, Indiana Jones moment of the guy... You know, waving the <laughs> sword all around, and then he just shoots. Him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just walks out with like ammo and just a, some blood on his face, and that doesn't like furious or something. Say, oh, that's not his blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, someone's yeah. really worried about him, and she just goes, "That's, that's not his blood." His blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just walks out of the dust and just like hero moment. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think one of my favorite little things where it just shows like how much he rolls with it is at that point, like, he comes back to the tank and he just starts pouring his thing so he can wash his face and he goes, what is this? And one of them said, mother's milk. And he just goes, hmm. And then just washes his <laughs> oh, face yeah. with it. it was mm-hmm. like, like, if, you, if you try and think about it too much, you, you probably wouldn't want to then wash your face with it, but yeah. he's just like, whatever. Okay. Well, I don't okay. care, it's wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the one character we've mentioned but haven't, Oh, Actually yes. said at all, mm-hmm. Nux. Nux, yeah. Mr. Nicholas Holt, who, for those of you who Fantastic aren't sure job. where you've heard that name before, he was Beast in the newer X-Men films where mm-hmm. it's uh, well, First Class, class and Day of the Future Path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was also the zombie 
in warm bodies. Yes. Mm-hmm. And both of those quite different characters, and then this one. Definitely uh, for, his most fleshed out uh, character. For me, this kind of character took this film from being a really good film to like, I love this film. <laughs> yeah, his journey was quite incredible. Yeah, yeah and, it, and again, there's this thing that you saw early on where these people freeze their mouths or something, and then it's, it's like that's going to be their suicide run. And he gets that twice, right, mm-hmm. in this film, and and they don't ex- they don't exactly explain what it is. And again, and see, that's um, another thing. I love that they don't explain that. Yeah. I think that's just to me that was part of uh, Immortan or uh, Apocalypse Joe, whatever you want to call him. It's yeah. they're interchangeable names. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy. I yeah. think that was just part of his. Clearly, he has like a religion in place. Oh yeah, which I won't go. <laughs> into too much about our, no, my feelings there yeah, as yeah. religion as a form of control but uh, that's <laughs> but, clearly but, what he's doing yes. and I think that's part of that where you know you spray paint the mouth and that's then you're going to go to Valhalla the, yeah. the halls of Valhalla I, I was going to say that he seems to be like combining a it's couple of different of religions prayer or tribute you know there yeah. at the end <laughs> and yeah, I just love that it wasn't explained. Like, okay, they spray paint their mouths chrome, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if you actually like listen to everything everyone is saying, it will be like, well, there's actually a slight poison in it or something. And the idea I don't even know if it needs to be that yeah. thought out. It, yeah. No, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with it just being at face value. Like, okay, yeah, spray and done. But yeah, it, this guy. His character definitely had the biggest arc in the entire film. As far as, yeah, changing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Coming to realize exactly what he was fighting for was, Mm -hmm. and that that's not what he wants to really happen anymore Mm -hmm. like that. It was a wonderful... Yeah, because any other time that that character is going to be a one-dimensional henchman, you know... And that's all they're going to be. <laughs> the whole yeah. going to be trying to kill Max, or even if you think he's helping Max, he's still going to kill him or turn him back over to Joe at some point. Yeah. But that's not what happens. Uh, yeah, it's. I just thought it was wonderful how that was handled. Yeah, and, and it was one of those things where he is, uh, yeah, I'm going to do I'm riding the Fury, I'm do blah, blah, blah. And then he ends up being left with, Max with the convoy having no idea what's going on he's then left behind he gets mm-hmm. back to the guy and he's like no take me with you I can I can do this again he gets back with Max and then like, even when he gets back with him that time you realise that maybe he's already thought more about this mm-hmm. than it seemed like he has and then uh, like he he really gets close to one of the princesses, or, mm-hmm. as I'm just going to call them, because <laughs> they're basically princesses. Princess Peach, one through five. Yes, there you <laughs> and, Or Toadstool, depending on your age. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and it was lovely to see that, although I will say, at the, at the very end, and as we said, there will be spoilers in it, at the very end, he is driving the big vehicle that he then upends to block anyone else from getting through to cause big crash and all mm-hmm. that I am 99% certain that he would have survived that because he would have that he would have because all that happened if you watch he's in the truck mm-hmm. sitting in the seat he turns it and the truck goes from standing to 90 degrees and then just skids I don't think he would have died in that <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't well, come back at the end. Set up, by the logic set up of the movie, if he, if uh, the dust storm scene where the uh, vehicle's thrown like three football fields and tumbled over and covered in <laughs> sand, and then he survived that, yeah. you think he survived the other. Yeah. <laughs> but who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe something we didn't see on mm-hmm. screen is, is, is mm-hmm. then an explosion or something mm-hmm. like which, I don't know, yes. yeah. which says there should have been, really, since isn't there supposed to be a shitload of petrol in that thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. I, mean, I know that they were going to get about, some. Yeah, that wasn't what it was. It was more about collapsing that pass. Yeah. But, yes, I was okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay with everything. <laughs> no, yeah. It, this is one of those times where I noticed it and I just kind of made a mental note of it, but it didn't. It didn't ruin the film didn't at all. Didn't detract from me. your enjoyment. No, yeah. no, yeah. yeah. This, this film was 
from beginning to end, I think the most enjoyable action... Now, I am putting Pacific Rim as a sci-fi film over action for this. Okay, okay. But from beginning to end, the most enjoyable just action film. Yeah, I, I was trying to think if there was a scene that I would take out or because it was certainly a long film for an action movie. I yeah, it was, I think it was pretty much just two hours with credits, but yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I can't think of one scene I wouldn't want in there. No, uh, and the the only scene I or the only bits I can see getting rid of is the bits when they're in the bog and there's no one chasing them at this point. Mm-hmm. They're just slowly going through the bog. Like, so maybe I, I wanted to see more of that world. No, exactly. <laughs> that, that was interesting. I'm, I'm just saying that the only reason I would take that out is because you see these people on stilts. Yes, I was just you told and me, then. Yeah. Never again. Like, oh, there's yeah. There has to be some deleted scenes of that world. Yeah, but, it's like since you're not going to bring these guys back, but it was such, don't introduce them. I want to know more. <laughs> but it, it goes back to what I said earlier about this movie just feeling authentic. In clearly every part of this world, they've adapted to their surroundings, yeah. they're evolved, and just like yeah, the arms and legs on stilts, just so they're not in the muck and the mud and the swamp. Although, although yeah. if you think about that, like. How difficult would it be to take one thing all the way out? Of the room? That, would, that would suck. Oh, and the scoliosis for those people must be through the roof. But, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Bad backs, glory. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, just that, that it was like a not even like a twelve seconds or something. You see those that world, and then they they move on. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to. Hey, keep, this this ride's going to keep moving. Keep up with us. Well, that, that, now you just said that. That just. Reminded me, it's like, oh, well, probably why they didn't get Mel Gibson to be Mad Max, because then it would be Mad Max's bad back. <laughs> that would have been his film. Uh, Thank hey, you, hey, Arpen Ball. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, if you're still listening. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> if you haven't chucked your iPhone out a window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, what else have you got over there? Oh, so, what else have I got? Uh, the stunts. I, I mean, we have to talk about the stunts. Um, yes, we do. Ninety, I would say. I don't know. Put a percentage on it. Ninety-five percent, I would guess, are done practically. Um, I with with. I would say not counting like explosions, adding to right. the the effects. Of course, you have to and, heighten that. And then, of course, the the CG. But those were real that. cars that he really blew up. Yeah. <laughs> that he really flipped. Uh, really destroyed. Yeah. I now I think that everything short of. As I just said, like the dust tornado where people get sucked up into mm-hmm. it, that's clearly you can't actually do that. So let, mm-hmm. if we take that out of the running as done, yeah. I I would say that all of the stunts were probably practical. It's just, the, as you said, they probably added work. to it. So. I mean, hats off to the stunt crew of this film because it looks just absolutely perfect. Yeah. And <laughs> the, just like the one chase scene, I mean, there's so many who will... <laughs> but uh, the one that he's talking about, right? Yes, now. <laughs> the one I'm talking about with the guys on the poles that are bending back and forth yeah. and jumping onto the truck. I mean, it was like you've never seen anything like that. No, yeah. and it just like I said once again, not explained. That's just how they're operating in this world, and it yeah. makes sense. But, and, and they have their little explosive spears yeah. that they're. But, oh, it's just I, awesome. The, the thing that I loved as well <laughs> with the guys going back and forth on those poles is to start with. They're kind of going, and then throwing a grenade or something, and uh, mm-hmm. there's an explosion. And then you see them use them to get the people in the car out. And you don't even think when you first see them that that's what that might even be used for. So it was a <laughs> it was a fun thing of like, oh, okay, so this is so they can get in, plant, get out. And it's like, no, this is also so they can get in, snatch, and get out. Which yeah. I thought was a really fun thing that I didn't see. I didn't see them. I mean, yeah, clearly that's adapted from a thought of having to pursue people, having to overtake vehicles in this world. Like that, those aren't needed. It's not like they thought of that. Oh, we have to catch Max. Let's think of something. Yeah, (laughs) no, that's something that clearly already existed. Uh, Oh man, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. This was a lot of fun just to sit back, watch, and see all of the. Different things that would come. There up. was always something. Anytime, like a new character would pop up, and you'd be like, "What the hell?" Or, you, normally, you would think that, 
but yeah. you, you just accept it. Um, well, <laughs> point in case, rocker, rock star guy on the back. Yes. <laughs> that would be the point in the film where I would normally say, F you. Uh, <laughs> all right, this movie's bullshit. You want me to accept this? Yeah, it, but, yeah if it wasn't Mad Max <laughs> and a guy was being driven around, standing in front of what looked like about 15 amps, playing a guitar with a flame With flame shooting out, out like... Like hoisted on chains, like so he doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And but yeah, like clearly these insane people want rock music <laughs> while they're gonna go kill some people. And I will, I will give that guy props for apparently never stopping playing. At no point is he not playing, with the exception of when Max gets to him and so yeah. they had to fight. Like, yeah. At all other times, he is playing that guitar. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, like I said, that I, if you had told me that's in this film, I'd be like, oh, come on. But watching it, it just felt, it felt right. That's it, the thing. It, it, if, if someone before the film had said to me, yeah. by the way, hey, there will be a guy <laughs> on top of a car playing a guitar with a flamethrower out of it, I would say, I'm like sure you're not thinking concert. of Ramstein right now, because <laughs> they do that in concert. Like, no, he's on the car, they're driving, and he's just playing a guitar. I go, like, that's the dumbest okay. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> sure. And then you watch the film, and it's like, this is the greatest character ever! <laughs> yes, please. More of him. I want to know his story. <laughs> but, yeah, like, any time, like, or, like, the brother, I guess, was it Brothers of Joe? Like, the little guy with the... Looking through the yeah. telescopes and the spyglass, like I have no idea what his relation was to him, but he clearly was brother, related somehow. Yeah, or second in command or something. But I mean, what a fascinating <laughs> character that you like know nothing about, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> he's just this little guy who doesn't seem to have too much of an issue to the fact mm-hmm. that his uh, his commander brother whatever is dead at the end of the mm-hmm. film. But uh, hey, whatever. Yeah, and <laughs> you like, adapt, and then you have like the. Tenant guy or whoever with the metal nose and the giant foot. Yeah. <laughs> and like, giant foot. <laughs> like, once again, George Miller, I hope you're seeing someone to talk about these things, but <laughs> you got a good shrink. But I'm enjoying the visuals yeah, <laughs> of your. Uh, I like the idea that this is a nuclear wasteland. And well, I so, just think like, that's. 100 years after that, you're going to have some. Thing. Well, I think that's just like uh, just showing the lack of medical care in the world. Like True. you're going to have these odd diseases and <laughs> features when you're not able to just treat simple infections. Yeah, you know. Well, I I do wonder if uh, if we were to able to jump back like 200 years, would we see more people like that anyway? Because they didn't have the medicine we do now. So like may- maybe this yeah. actually was fairly mm-hmm. common. And then, obviously, people would put them either in asylums or they would do mm-hmm. stuff to them and blah, blah, blah. So, but, you know, maybe this is like, okay, we've gone back to that now and you've got all of these mm-hmm. things. But, yeah, just, uh, I, we keep saying it, but it's it's such a fleshed out world that we know bugger all about. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did want to uh, say to everyone listening out there, um, I was able to pick up on a couple, but if you know of... Easter eggs for any of the Mad Max trilogy thrown in here. Um, I don't even know. I don't. I won't even mention the ones I caught just because right. I, I do feel like that is across the line, spoiler wise. But uh, just for I mean, because you should see the other films. I would see them if you haven't seen the originals. I Paul, I wouldn't even bother now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely the order is Mel Gibson, Mad Max, and then Tom Hardy, Mad right. Max. Hey, you I, can't go backwards. I was going to say at the beginning that you know this film made me interested in seeing the originals. I, I wouldn't have expected them to be as good mm-hmm. as this film, uh, just because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, based on your description, I think, just before we started recording and just now, like... Mm-hmm. Maybe I won't. <laughs> um, uh, you, I, I don't know. I mean, you're really going to have to lower your expectations uh, <laughs> if, if you're able to do that. I mean, Road Warrior is still an amazing movie. Maybe uh, I'll just jump into that. Yeah, um, I think you should. And then Beyond Thunderdome gets beyond ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 1987. It's very 1987. Tina Turner. Yeah. Oh, big silver costume. Yeah, it's a, it gets a little crazy. <laughs> Uh, Fair enough. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel. Yeah. Um, right. well, but yeah, maybe I I'll just watch a couple watch, Easter eggs to, watch uh, two and three, to Road Warrior. 
Um, I wasn't really aware of any to Thunderdome, so if you caught any Thunderdome Easter eggs, let us know. Uh, <laughs> I'd be interested in hearing about that. All right. Um, now, did we uh, talk about the... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, did, did you want me to briefly talk about the responses we got on Twitter, or do you want to finish off your list first? I, I would uh, like to discuss the ending, if we could. All let's right, go. let's go. <laughs> so, um, so you think... Where this movie's going is, okay, Charlize is trying to get back to the green place where her family is from. Yep. Um, uh, obviously, you realize that that was the swamp place. Yep. Um, then they passed it. So then you kind of think, okay, now what's the plan? Um, you know, so that's kind of the, tailor, the, the end of the second act there where Max decides, okay, to come back and help them. Mm-hmm. Um you know, his redemption story. Yeah. Uh, as it were, you know, for the people he couldn't save. And, you know, he you know tells him, okay, that's just, you know, 160 days of nothing that way. You know, you're just going to yeah. die out in the salt. And that days. was, you know, is that, I guess, supposed to be an ocean then? Is that formally an ocean? I, I would imagine because I can't think of anywhere, yeah. anywhere in the world mm-hmm. where you could drive for 160 yeah, days had and see an ocean, nothing. which is horrifying yeah <laughs> that that's now an ocean there was an ocean but so then the plan is okay we will retake the citadel as insane as that sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know long story short hey happy days they they win they kill joe mm-hmm. um and what a I, very interesting way of killing yes, as well yeah but what i loved was there were no huge Hero, typical hero action moments for Furiosa or Max. It was no. all shared. Yeah. Like the the people, um, the you know the slums or whatever, tore Joe apart. And you know then they have you know Charlize riding up on the lift, and you know clearly it's kind of I think implied that she'll be in charge of this place now. Um, at least in some capacity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you had like the, the the breast milk women like came out and you know, like that's what I was saying, like back to the Supermodel girls, everyone just had a role. Everyone took part in this victory. Yeah. And they turned on the water. It wasn't Charlize that turned it on. No. It wasn't Max that shouted something to it like, Hey, we want you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, seize the day or something lame that you would normally hear in the uh, in a typical action movie. Yeah. Let's no. celebrate our victory. Uh yeah, it, you know. it was a community coming together when yeah. they realized that this overlord is gone. And, and there's no big scene between Charlize and Max. They don't have to make out like every <laughs> studio thinks they have to do. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just a look. He's down in the crowd and she's up there and they just look at each other, they make eye contact, and just a little nod, and he kind of just disappears into the crowd. Yeah. You know, it's... Oh, my God. Just like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how you do it. Yes, like, please, more of this. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Please, like, respect your audience, like George Miller did here, um, <laughs> that we have the intelligence and the capacity to handle those kind of things that we don't need everything just spelled out and yeah. <laughs> like oh will I see you again Max or you know or anything. it was just beautiful how the ending was handled yeah. I think well and it was clear from then talking that like yeah Max was never gonna hang around no yeah like he's this one bit of dialogue one of his eight sentences was <laughs> uh, you know I, I what I'm kind of just paraphrasing I go my own I choose my own path or I go my own way something yeah. along those lines well he, uh, he is I mean, what his character is the lone wanderer or something yeah. like that right mm-hmm. so, yeah it was a wonderful ending to the film and so again so in tune with this universe that we were only glimpsing pieces of like mm-hmm. and you, you realize that all of these people were so much under this guy's thumb that the minute they realize he's not around it's like Fuck it, we're free. <laughs> yeah, you, you weren't sure for a second, like, oh, wait, was that their leader? Are they pissed now? But then you're like, oh, oh, wait, yeah, this guy sucked. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I think the very first inkling you get of that is when they turn up and then the guy's like, you know, wait, stop, something's not right. And so he pulls back the sheet and you see the guy's dead. And then all of the boys up on the top, all of these boys that have been painted and mm-hmm. all that clearly by these people so that they'll become the 
people that go out and fight and all that. The second they see that, they just take over like chink. They pull the thing, they unlock it, they make everything go down. It's like, okay, these guys are the first to be like, okay, yeah, we're we're on this side now. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> uh, beyond, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I can't say enough. <laughs> Maybe well, I have. Because... Well, how about we get to our ratings and then I, I I'll so. and then I'll mention the responses we got on Twitter. So, yeah. I don't know who you sir, oh, <laughs> did I not go first last time? Okay. You did, but I think uh, okay. I, I want to hear your rating. On uh, this okay, one. but you're not changing. You have yours in mind. Right? I have mine you in mind. Will not be influenced. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Well, what an utter pile of shit this movie was. I uh, know. I hated it from I beginning know. to end. <laughs> if you skip to this part, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I am torn because I'm still in the, uh, obviously, honeymoon phase with this film. Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't see that dwindling a whole lot. <laughs> um, I don't see that balancing out too much. So I am going to go with, well, before I get there, sorry, <laughs> brief pause. I just kind of want to, like I said, I don't know of a weak moment in the film. Like, if I was going to nitpick anything, it would be just like the abuse of water by, like, Max and the supermodels. But yeah. that, you know, but once again, yeah, spend the disbelief. And where was uh, that water coming from? Anyway, is there a, a second hose, tank somewhere? A hose. It came from a of hose. course, yes, the magic hose. Were you not watching the film? No, ah, yes, <laughs> my mistake. Yes, you turn on hoses. That's what comes out of them. Yes, <laughs> gas or water, one of the two. Yep. Just make sure before you start drinking it. But, yes, very much. <laughs> so, but yeah, like I said, there's nothing I would call a weak moment or nothing that didn't work for me. Um, I am going to go. Just because I don't know if perfection exists, <laughs> but I'm going minus point two. Ooh, all right. Yep. Yeah, as you can hear there, he clearly hated that film. I don't. <laughs> yeah, never see it again. Yeah. You know, I I was trying to think about this. I'm generally not a huge action film fan, like. Uh, yeah, your Rambo's and Predators. Like, yeah, you know, I, I don't mind watching him, but mm-hmm. I'm not drawn to him. Whereas this film made me interested in this genre again. I don't know if I'm going to find that many other action films that will mm-hmm. come remotely close to it. No, but, not but still, up to those standards. Uh, I've already mentioned a, a couple of the bits for me that I noticed while I was watching, and it was just kind of a huh type thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if. There were specific reasons for it. So mine isn't going to be a minus point two like Brian's there. But I will say that, as he said, there's not really much in there that I could criticize aside from you know the thing for me that I pointed out earlier. So I'm going to say that this film got a minus point five. Your life is spared, sir. <laughs> <laughs> had you gone minus one, we might have had issues. No, no, no yeah. De- Podcast def- over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. This, this film, one of the best made films I've seen in a long time. And I I, uh, I know we're off to the blockbuster season, but I don't <laughs> see any movie this summer topping this. I, I really don't. No, yeah. It's all downhill. Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. All right. <laughs> See Mad Max and then you're done for the summer. All right. So we have received at least one. I've been promised another, but I do not know that will be the case as of the time I edit this. Audio clip from people giving their reviews. So I will be inserting them here. I really liked it. I don't know if I liked it as much as The Road Warrior, just given the nostalgia that it kind of has. The action sequences were ridiculously well done, though. And it, it was very much uh, more girl power, I guess, than about Max himself. And I thought that was uh, a, a nice little bit of a twist on it. <laughs> and I want all about the girl power. It was awesome. Charlie Theron's character um, is amazing the whole time through. And I love this movie. The action was incredible and quite stunning to behold. For more Machine vs. Warhorse, uh, I'm Shane Connor. And I'm Emily Mackey. <laughs> Stay classy. <laughs>
Hey guys, this is Hiro from the True Bromance Film Podcast, and I just wanted to drop you a quick line to give you my thoughts on Mad Max Fury Road. I think that this is a incredible film, great special effects, great pace, incredible visuals coming from the mind of a 70-year-old gent. Incredible film, one of the best films of the summer. I think a lot is being made of Charlize Theron's role and her acting. And I think that while that is certainly there, I don't think that is the strong suit of this film. This is George Miller's film, George Miller's vision that comes to fruition in a big way. I know that my co-host Barry is a big fan of this film, probably bigger than I am. So the True Bromance Film Podcast endorsed this movie. Thanks for the time, guys, and keep up the good work. Alright, we received one more just after we recorded, so I'm going to read it out to you here. Max from the Q here, that would be the Q film cast. Mad Max with a brilliant return for the character and Miller. Bravo, a filmmaking that hopefully will make a bit of a comeback and show the current gen how action can be done right. Looking at you, Michael Bay. Beautiful and exhilarating. Seen it twice and will be going again. Support this movie, people. This is what going to the movies was meant to be. What a lovely day. And now, one last audio sent in from Honor Knight. Hey, this is Honor Knight from Soiled Restroom Cinema. Just how good is Mad Max Fury Road? It shit your pants good. Director George Miller takes the entire 80s action genre and shoves it directly up your ass, sans lube, for two solid hours. It's a colonoscopy of practical effects and stunt work with a minimal amount of CGI and a maximum amount of visual desert splendor from cinematographer John Seal. Tom Hardy embodies Max just as well, if not better, than Looney Mel Gibson. Charlize Theron gives us one of the best female action heroes in the last 15 years. While Scarlett Johansson is getting her red wig done for Ultron, Theron is spitting nails and kicking fanboys straight in the nuts with her portrayal of Furiosa. To paraphrase Tommy Lee Jones from Firebirds, this movie's a first-class all-American hero with his heart and brain wired together cooking full-tilt boogie for freedom and justice. Hollywood will not shit out a better action film this year. Do yourself a favor. Stop listening to these two pansies. Nut up, buckle up, and haul ass to your nearest cineplex so George Miller can give you a cinematic rim job you'll never forget. Oh, wasn't that nice? That, oh, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually, yes. I agree with everything he said. Absolutely everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. Absolutely agree. <laughs> All right. And then I received two things on Twitter. I'll do the longer one first because I think you'll enjoy the, the shorter one. At the Last Row Pod, which is the Last Row Podcast. A very cool idea for that. Go, go give those guys a listen. It said, Mad Max Fury Road shows you how powerful a film can be when it just shuts the hell up and lets the action speak for itself. There was not a single element of waste in this picture from the sparse dialogue to the epic soundtrack to every beautifully shot grain of sand in that desert. This is the prettiest, ugly movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and that was from a guy called Badway at the, the Last Road podcast. And thank you for reading that because I was very remiss in not mentioning the amazing powerful score of this film yeah. <laughs> which went so which heightened the action beyond belief <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and for me as well just the style of the film the look of the film I'm a very visual guy and this mm. was a beautiful film so yes yeah, well put yeah. and then at Storybreakers they gave me a seven word review of this film oh, okay. batshit crazy and dripping with adrenaline <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think another wonderful use of uh, an economy of words. Yeah. <laughs> Max couldn't have said it better. No, yeah, th- with this your was, words. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of people just really enjoying this film, probably more than they thought they were going to. And I'm almost interested to see if someone doesn't like it, so I can hear what their reasonings are. I want to know. So we can identify them and isolate them from society. Yes. I don't want you drinking my water and I don't want you. Yes. Yes. And I will not be touching your Kool Aid. You can leave us. Please. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that has to have been it for me. Uh, Yes. Go see this film again, yes. if you've already seen it once, which I'm sure. This is yeah. actually one of the few films that I left the cinema, and then a couple of days later I was thinking, 
I kind of want to see that again. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't get that very often. No, yeah. no, I very rarely want to see a movie again in the theater. And yeah, John Wick I saw three times. <laughs> this I will probably see three times in the theater as well. <laughs> yeah, I may or may not get to see it again. It entirely depends on what my next weekend, yeah. couple of weekends look like. <laughs> but well done, yes. This is how you make an action movie. I think that's... What was kind of yeah. the whole point of this yeah, podcast? If, if yeah. there is nothing else to take from this episode, from us talking it, someone in Hollywood, please watch this film and just go. Can we make more like this? <laughs> like yes, just, but yeah. not to the point of where you just copycat. No, it has to be your own. <laughs> yeah, yes, just but, just appreciate that the audience will go with you instead, with these things. Yeah, and respect their intelligence; they will go along with it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Right. That's going to do it for us. I think. All right, so I've been Paul. <laughs> I've been Brian. See ya. Bye.